Welcome back to the Coding Family Connection. I'm your host, James, and with me, as always, is the Sultan of Syntax, the Master of Loops and Logic, the one, the only, Sebastian. Hey, I'm super excited about today's episode. We're shaking things up a bit today, right, Dad? Absolutely. Uh, Today is the first time we have a guest on the show, and it's none other than the Chief Marketing Officer at Code Ninjas, Matt Rogers. Matt, it's great to have you here. Thanks, James. Happy to be here. Sebastian James, I'm excited. Let's do it. So, Matt, could you share with our listeners what your role at Code Ninjas is and what does a chief marketing officer do? Yeah, for sure. Um, so, my role at Code Ninjas is to make sure that as many owners and families and future ninjas are aware of Code Ninjas, are aware of what we do, and want their kids to sign up and join our dojos and this amazing culture that we've created across our nearly 400 locations in three countries. So, how has the marketing industry changed? the past decade compared to the last five years compared to the past year? Yeah, great question. Last 10 years, huge reliance on digital marketing and social media. You went from, you know, traditionally a very brand heavy marketing style, right? So if you think about newspapers and regular TV commercials, um, it was very much highlighting individual brands. Um, Over the past 10 years, you've really seen a shift to be very product focused. So less about what the brand means, what the brand stands for, and more about, you know, whatever the new product launch is or what the new innovation is in those individual industries. The last five years, you've seen the a massive shift toward the number one priority being kind of attribution. Uh, So people want to know where the money that they're spending is going, what the ROI of that money is, how can I track every single thing that's going on. And in the last one year, you know, I don't think this surprises anyone, but it's really kind of that increased reliance on AI and how we can use that to streamline a lot of our processes, anything from you know, content creation to copywriting to the managing of, you know, our social media accounts. Um, So you've seen an increase in reliance on kind of streamlining those processes, really utilizing AI and kind of the the power behind those large language models. Wow. So it sounds like it's it's almost not what you signed up for, right? When you, you know, originally started your career and, and decided this was the field you wanted to study and you, you know, you went to, to college and, and yeah. graduated. It's like a, a whole other animal now. So knowing what you know now, let's say you met someone in elementary school right now, yeah. right? And their biggest dream in the world is to become the chief marketing officer, as you know, elementary school uh, students often do, right? What would be some words of advice to set them up down that path so that, you know, 10 years, give or take, down the road, they're actually, you know, in, in, in that kind of a role? Yeah, I think the the biggest advice that I got early on in my career that I would also give is math is extremely important. So make sure that you understand and can communicate, you know, the financials and you have that understanding. You know, if I was talking to an elementary school kid, you know, it's making sure that you're you know where you're spending money and you can explain that in a in a very articulate way. Number two is really flexibility. The industry is always going to change. The best performing things might not be the things that you think they're going to be. So you have to be kind of flexible and be able to adapt to different situations really, really well. 
And really the, the industry is changing at and is going to continue to change at an accelerated rate. You know, so where we may have seen 10, 15, 30 year cycles, you're now going to be seeing 12, 18, 24 month cycles, where if you're not staying up on the trends, where if you are not understanding kind of what's working, what's not working, if you're putting your head in the sand, you're going to really struggle to kind of be successful and be at the forefront of thought and the forefront of experimentation. Interesting. So why do you think that kids should learn to code at such a young age? And why do you think we should do it, especially at Code Ninjas? Yeah, great question. What I love most about coding is not necessarily the physical medium of coding, but it's the like soft skills that it teaches our ninjas. You know, there's not a lot of places where within a couple of sessions, a kid that was super shy and reserved and not outspoken can kind of find their place, kind find their people, find people that they get along with and are like-minded and suddenly come out of their shell in a really meaningful way. I also think there's very few things that teach problematic thinking and problem solving and resilience and creativity and leadership like coding does. You know, I always say that if your main goal is to learn a single language, you know, there's a lot of places that you can do that. But if your goal is to learn those soft skills, if your goal is to become a more well-rounded person, there's not really any place that's better than Code Ninjas because of the culture that we've built in our dojos, because of, uh, you know, you're leveraging a network of almost 400 locations across three countries. Like there's not really anybody else that can do that. And that is put that emphasis on kind of cultures and the senseis and the center directors like Code Ninjas has. Very cool. And it sounds like coding would be a skill that would help in the marketing industry or or is that too far removed? Uh, I mean, I think it is a skill that builds skills that are helpful. You know, there are always like we have people on my design team that are, you know, coding in HTML because they're building our website or they're building our emails. Um, so there are industries where it would definitely be a you know, a very necessary kind of hard skill. But I think for me, what's more important is like the soft skills that it helps build, you know, problem solving and creativity are things that I'm going to use on a daily basis. And there's, you know, there's nothing worse than you set up a campaign, you set up this whole thing and you expect it to work, it doesn't work. And then you have to go in and dissect and figure out what's not working, what you can be doing differently. Um, so it's all about that iteration that coding really kind of teaches teaches that mindset. Here's another question I've wondered uh, for a while. How hard is it for, for you in marketing at Code Ninjas to, to inform the public that this is not, in fact, a dojo, right? I've, you know, I've, I've sent people over to the dojo plenty of times and they, you know, they ask me if I'm a martial arts instructor or something. A sumo instructor? Ouch. Anyway, is, is, is that something that, that you're actively trying to, to tackle? Because, or, or, I mean, that's, that's a tough one, right? Yeah, um, we deal with it a little bit. Um, not as much as kind of I would have thought when I first started. I think what's a little bit difficult for us is coding in schools is still super regional. Uh, so we have a lot of parents who, you know, don't necessarily understand coding. There's buzzwords that they're familiar with. But for us to have longer form to tell our story, you know, it's something that's really difficult to tell in a single image, right? We're not math tutoring. We're not music lessons that have existed for hundreds of years. Coding for kids has maybe been around for two decades, um, which means 
parents of our students most likely didn't grow up with it. So it's much more of that. I think, you know, we, we resonate really well because of the, the imagery that comes with that. But, you know, as we want to be respected of, you know, cultures, we're trying to figure out how best to, to navigate that. So I really thought it was awesome when I first joined Code Ninjas was when I was um, around eight. I, you know, I felt like a real ninja. I was learning from a sensei. How much does that branding play in making coding more fun for kids? Yeah. So what I love about it is, you know, we talked about a little bit like coding's a little bit hard to understand if you didn't grow up in it. Um, and so to have the belt system and to have that very linear proof of concept and proof of advancement has made it really easy for our ninjas to kind of grasp onto. They are in fact doing better. They are in fact improving. They have these awesome wristbands that, you know, demonstrate that they are advancing in coding in a really meaningful way. A lot of our locations do these amazing belt up ceremonies where they do an amazing job celebrating the ninja. And that just does this makes, you know, it instills that confidence that we talked about. It instills that leadership It instills that sense of pride in what they're working on and why they should be proud of what they're doing. So let's talk about the Prodigy program. Yeah. Um, I know last year, uh, Code Ninja sent, what was it, seven families, mm-hmm. uh, seven winners and their families to yeah, Washington yeah. on an all-expense-paid trip for a behind-the-scenes tour at Microsoft headquarters. Yeah. That's crazy. What do you have cooking this year to top that? Yeah, so the Prodigy program was really started because we wanted to give our ninjas a bo- you know, a peek behind the scene at the largest technology and coding companies. I think a lot of people have a very narrow view of, you know, what the trajectories are for somebody that wants to be a programmer or in coding. Um, And so we wanted to prove and show our ninjas that, you know, there's so much more that we can be doing. Because again, we've talked about that network, we have this most amazing network that nobody else has, we can leverage that to partner with these amazing companies. So we first partnered with Microsoft, all the winners went to their headquarters outside of Seattle. They got to go to where, you know, they test all of the new Xbox games that aren't even on the market yet. Talk to the Minecraft team, eat lunch where all the people at Microsoft eat lunch, spend an afternoon building games and make code with the people that actually built make code. So really, really cool opportunity. Um, We're doing that again this year in the mid-March timeframe where we've partnered with a company called Sky Elements, um, and they are the largest drone show company in America. So they've done drones anywhere from 50 to 1,500 drones. They've flown over Yankee Stadium, Dodger Stadium, state capitals. They own, I think, over a dozen Guinness Book of World Records for like some of the most amazing drone shows you've ever seen in your entire life. Um, And we were lucky enough to partner with them to basically work with the winners of this Prodigy program to come in and have the students actually code their own section of the drone show. So they're going to be able to come in, they're going to be able to talk to the design team at Sky Elements and, uh, you know, basically have their imagination come to life across hundreds of drones, hundreds of feet in the air um, and be able to code anywhere from like 45 to 60 seconds of truly whatever they want. So we're super excited about that. Ninjas are super excited about it. And I think it's just another way to introduce these different avenues that coding and programming can take you that, you know, most people wouldn't have thought about. 
Yeah, that's that's amazing. We, we actually code. We have a, a drone show that where we code uh, twelve drones. Okay. Um, so we've we've had our students kind of coding their own drones, and then we have them dancing, Very cool. usually to to um, Star Wars <laughs> music. <laughs> but I mean, we we recently saw a show with like fifteen hundred uh, drones um, at a at a game, and it's it feels like it's fake, even though you're yeah. seeing, you're watching it with your own eyes. It's not on, you know, it's not on your phone yeah, and yeah. it still looks fake from how perfect everything is moving, right? It's, it's yeah. amazing. I mean, they're so coordinated. They can literally make QR codes hundreds of feet in the sky that you can scan with your phone that actually work. Like the level of sophistication and nuance and perfection is so cool. So um, how can our listeners participate? Yeah, so the contest is open for any of our active ninjas. And so, you know, find your local code ninjas, sign up for one of our core programs, whether that's once a week, twice a week, our junior program. Um, And then all you have to do is we have a super simple landing page and build a game that is drone themed. We wanted to leave it open. We wanted to, you know, really unleash the creativity of our, you know, our thousands of ninjas and just see what they can come up with. I think there's, we've already had a couple of kids submit projects and they're, I mean, they're just so fun to play. So I'm, I'm really excited to really kind of unleash that creativity of our ninjas in a way that, you know, we can, we can unlock and allow their creativity to really come to life. Yeah. And guys, we're smack in the middle of our new year campaigns. So yeah. we now is the time to reach out to your local code ninjas. Go set up a, a free coding session, see how your your child likes it, ask all the yeah. questions you might have and, you know, sign up, benefit from the deals that are going on right now. Again, it's it's the new year resolution time and enroll in the prodigy campaign, you know? The timing is perfect. All you have to do is go to codeninjas.com, put in your zip code and you'll schedule a free session. So, Matt, why is CodeNinja so passionate about programs like Prodigy? I mean, we're partnering with big companies. What's the goal? Yeah, the goal is a couple of things. One, you know, to really elevate the CodeNinja's brand in a way that it deserves. I think that we are, you know, while we are big, there is still so much untapped potential that we haven't reached. Um, And so by partnering with these really amazing companies, we're able to kind of elevate our brand and continue to, you know, grow our user base, grow our ninjas, grow our families. I also think it's just cool. And I love to do stuff that's cool. And so things that are cool and really can bring our community of owners and center directors and ninjas and senseis together. Um, you know, we're, we're a big boat and we all get moving in the same direction. There's really an amazing amount of potential that this this system has and passion that this system has. Um, and I just love doing things that help unleash that passion. Let me ask you something. Is um, Prodigy a game jam or is a game jam Prodigy? Ooh, good question. The entry mechanism for Prodigy this time is a game jam. Same way in that we did the hackathon in Game Jam back in December where Dr. Lupo streamed a bunch of the winners and we helped raise money for Children's Miracle Network and Extra Life. That entry mechanism was a game jam. This is a game jam entry mechanism for Prodigy. And you care to share what the grand prize is for for the winners? Yeah, so we are going to be flying eight people. Eight, We'll have eight winners across the network and they're all going to fly to Dallas. We have a whole day and a half of activities planned. 
Um, so they're going to be able to fly five or six different kinds of drones. We're going to have a whole education piece where they're going to learn about flying it, learn about all of the code that powers the drones, all of the different things that the drones can do. And then once all the winners are announced, they're going to hop on calls with the team at Sky Elements, and they're going to be able to describe their vision, describe what they want it to look like, describe what the animations are. And then we're going to do a couple of rounds of revisions. And then ultimately, when we're in Dallas at a surprise location, them, their families are going to be able to kind of see that whole thing come to life in a approximately 12 to 14 minute Code Ninjas drone show with hundreds of drones. So lots of little things. But at the end of the day, being able to kind of see your imagination come to life across hundreds of drones. I'm pretty excited about it. I wish I could enter. That's awesome. Um, thanks so much for joining us, Matt. It's been great talking with you. Anything else you want to yeah. share before we leave? I, you know, I think the biggest thing is now is, you know, if you're thinking about it, now is the time to join a Code Ninjas. Try it out. Most will do a game building session where, you know, at the end of 30 minutes, you'll see just how amazing it is and how quickly you can actually create something. I will say coding is hard. Coding is not easy. Coding will challenge you, but you will grow in a way your child will grow in a way that you didn't think possible when you really lean in and commit and kind of embrace that culture that we've created within Code Ninjas. So now's the time to do it. I think this Prodigy program is super exciting. I'm really excited for everything that we're going to get to do with it. And then for people that are show-offs and are already planning their summer, we have a bunch of new summer camps that we're releasing. You know, there's going to be some AI in there, some 3D printing in there, the hits like Minecraft and Roblox and Lego. But regardless of kind of what you want to do, what you want to learn over this summer, we generally have something that kind of fits that bill and allows you to kind of experience that culture in a, in a different way. And for all the parents and kids out there, get ready to unleash your inner ninja at the Prodigy Game Jam. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Uh, we'll catch you next time. Thank you, Matt. And I'll see you at the dojo. Awesome. Thanks for having me.